Aftershocks Trevors, we're back here with another episode for you guys where we feature the best new and upcoming hard rock and metal artists on the globe. And today we're staying right here in the Bay Area from Oakland post metal doom outfit Dakma. We've got guitarist vocalist Isaac Riggler with us. Isaac, thanks for coming on. on, on. Uh, how you doing, bud? I'm doing great, man. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course, man. Well, let's talk about it, man. Dakma, you guys, uh, you just put out. Your sophomore full length is titled Unmarked Boxes. It's out now on Blues Funeral Recordings. Uh, this record is definitely gaining a lot of buzz, man, and attention, you know, within the uh, post-tomb circles. Um, you know, it's very, very talked about. I'll just I'll just say that. A lot of people are really digging this record. It's your uh, your first in uh, about four or five years now, right? Since yeah, it's been a while uh, for, for um, Docman. I've actually been making plenty of music in the past few years, Um Forrest Harvey, who is another member in Dogma, also mm-hmm. plays with me in another local Bay Area band. We're we're part of Mountaineer. Um, okay, we put out the album Bloodletting a year ago, so we have been part of musical releases. But Dogma was something we were both part of before, and okay. yeah, it's taken quite a bit though. Um, I guess our last release and our first time working with Blues Funeral Recordings was the album Ruins Upon Ruins, mm-hmm. which was part of the um, Post Wax series along with. Elder and a, a couple other bands that um, Jad of Blues Funeral had had grabbed together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt, man. Well, I mean, yeah. So I guess just talk. Uh, give us a brief rundown of you know how things are going right now with the release, and I guess what you guys got in the works in order to sort of promote and and push this impressive release. Where I know right now things are kind of you know sketchy still with all the live music yeah, and stuff. I yeah. mean, what are you guys doing to to promote this now? Well, I mean. I- the hope is that we eventually get to play some shows to promote it. Um, we definitely would love to play shows, and we recently got back together, and, and we were jamming around the studio, and it had been some time. Um, unfortunately, all of us have pretty serious careers and lives, so sure. mm-hmm. getting that kind of thing coordinated is rather challenging. But um, okay. I I do hope that we're able to um, we're able to play some shows at some point. Beyond that, um, there are plans for future releases after this. Uh, we already have some more recorded material on okay. on top of what we released as unmarked boxes, and we're we're looking to solidify that, and you know eventually we'll be debuting to the world another release at some point. So that oh. that's definitely the plan. We're I will say about all of us is that we really prioritize making the art more than anything else. I don't think any of us have any rock star dreams in our. <laughs> in our we're really serious about you know writing music together, and, and we want. Our goal is just to get it in the hands of as many people as possible. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but it's kind of about the music more than the we like. Yeah, well, stuff, sure. All, yeah. Well, know. this kind of sound, you guys. I mean, obviously, you've got to be about the music when you're playing this kind yeah. of music. Yeah. It's it's obviously you said it's not about getting up there and being a rock star. It's it's really for the music, <laughs> which is great to say, man. Um, well, let's talk about the current single you guys got out, right? And, and of course, the video you have uh, uh, with it too, as well for the track. Uh, he writes, which um, essentially, from what I read, it's a Welsh word that refers to being, I guess, essentially homesick. Yeah, and, um, pronoun- yeah. Uh, no master in in Welsh language, but uh, I, I heareth. Heareth, okay. Heareth, yeah, okay. Well, and I think the the video, what's kind of cool about the uh, the track and the video is, I think the video really does a great job of capturing so the overall essence of the song and its sound. Oh, I mean, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, it, no, it was, no, it was, it was yeah. a cool process to put the video together. Um, it was shot half by me, okay. local around us, and then half of that actually was shot in Wales. Oh, um, really? Oh, a, wow. a, a film producer out there. Um, okay. So we got to collaborate together through overseas, and 
and mash up our footage together. Mm. Um, yeah, very, so that, that, obviously we couldn't, you know, at this time collaborate in person if that's sure. where everyone was located. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I did end up finding, we were all very happy with the final results of the video. Okay. Yeah. Well, talk about what the song represents. I mean, because it's obviously, I mean, how'd you come up with, with this, this word, you know, cause like I said, it doesn't really have a, an English translation. It's no, sort of, no. it's a really old school Welsh, uh, you know, uh, word. Um, but I mean, how did, how, what, I guess, what does it represent for you when you were writing this song in terms of, you know, have it being that, you know, I guess it, it's, it's sort of a, uh, you know, like I said, it's like a homesick sort of yeah, yeah. vibe to it or a longing of, of you know, missing one's home or, or something like that. If, that's what I I'll, I'll answer your question indirectly yeah. by kind of explaining a little bit on the writing process of just the songs in general on this album. Okay. Um, I think of all of the Dokma releases, the, the thematic content is probably the most personal to me okay. um, as the person who kind of laid the foundational ideas years ago. Okay. Um, I, I see the different tracks kind of as chapters of things I was working through and, okay. um, the, the track here is, I think is a chapter that really represents for me, reflection on my time growing up in Santa Cruz, California. That's where I'm from, by the way. Okay. And, um, just kind of being a teenager out there and, you know, there was, this ended up taking shape after the song was written, but, um, I'm you're no stranger to the same climate as me that the fires mm -hmm. that really decimated a lot of the areas okay mm -hmm. I, I ended up revisiting this song quite a bit during that time and kind of reflect i don't know i was one day i was on the beach down on by half moon bay and looking at some of the devastation and big basin from the fires and really taking in what this song had meant to me once before about this longing for a time and place when i was younger that that can't be returned to and okay. kind of processing the feelings around that um, okay. So that's one arc in the the album, which is really meant as a narrative through the whole album from start to finish. Okay, very cool. Well, yeah, I, I know lyrically on this record, it was a bit of a change from what you've done previously. I know yeah, previously, it really was, yeah, right, yeah. I know previously you focused more on the political and, and sort of philosophical messages, but unmarked boxes, from what I've seen, is inspired by a 13th century Persian mm -hmm. poem. So, yeah. That's true. yeah. Okay, so I guess talk. I mean, I, I find that also too with this record. I feel it. I find you know. It seems to me it's a bit more. It has a bit more hopeful feel in nature. I think compared to your previous work, which is I think a little bit more of that, you know, uh, desolate and doom sort of mm -hmm. uh, vibe to it. Um, so I guess talk about you know what you were trying to go for lyrically on this record and what inspired you to write yeah. about this this poem. Well, I think one thing people have observed about our music is it's pretty sparse in terms of lyrics and vocals, and despite that there's been two to three singers at any given time in our band. It's, mm -hmm. There aren't a lot of lyrics to speak of. Um, you know, as I was saying, all the lyrics kind of represent a different chapter of my life. Okay. In terms of the connection to the 13th century poem by Rumi, um, Unmarked Boxes, it was something I actually stumbled upon several years ago while I was on a trip in Istanbul. And this this album cover is a a picture of the blue mosque I took from inside the Hagia Sophia. I just like stuck my camera up through a window and snapped a photo and ended up being this photo. Wow. Um, Great. Yeah. So um, rather dark, but mm -hmm. I, uh, I ended up narrowly missing a suicide bombing right oh, outside wow. the blue mosque oh. the very next day. Um, I, I was processing a lot of various things in my life at that point. I was, 
on the one hand, having this amazing vacation in this amazing country, on the other hand, kind of processing a lot of depression and grief that had come up in my life. And I, I ended up writing the song, The Clouds Parted, okay. there on the same night that I stumbled upon this poem by Rumi. And, you know, I ended up getting side of it tattooed in Istanbul at, at some point. Um, so it's just kind of been something that stuck with me. And, you know, it, it was very different than things Doc may have done, has done before. As, as you noticed in, in, you know, research, I'm sure some of our background is doing kind of more political stuff, philosophical stuff. And mm -hmm. when I presented the idea of doing this album around this poem to the, the bandmates, they were really receptive. They were really into it, but it was a change. It was presenting the idea about doing something that was kind of more personal and about emotions and, and feelings, mm -hmm. um, both, both starting in a place of hopelessness and then kind of moving towards hope. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you could definitely sense that, you know, that feel and that, that sort of just overall ambiance on yeah. the record, like you just uh, said. So, I mean, I'm just going to, you know, go back to something you just talked about in terms of the vocals. Like you said, you've got three uh, different members who do contribute vocally. Yeah. And what I find interesting, you know, just as a listener, I mean, what's really cool about that is I never know who's going to come in, you know? And like mm -hmm. you said, it's not like there's, there's a ton of vocals on it, but when it does, it's sort of like, oh, you, you, you just don't know what to expect, which is, yeah. I always like that because it sort of keeps the listeners on your toes. And it's it, like I said, just that anticipation of what's coming. That's so. How do you guys decide who sings? You know, when, where, and, and you know, when you're writing these songs, is it just sort of like you just get into a room and figure it out? Or I mean, how, yeah, how does it work? I mean, it just, so on, to clarify, on this album, there's only two vocalists. It's myself okay. and Jessica. Okay. Um, on earlier versions, we had another member, and we were able to. Am I still with you? Yep. Okay, great. Yeah, on, on earlier albums, we had another member, and there was three of us doing vocals. Um, you know, with this album and with our previous work, it really kind of worked itself out without us having a long discussion about it. it we all just kind of gravitated towards something that felt like like ours. I mean, in the case of this album, I'm the primary vocalist, I call it that, on The Clouds Parted. And a lot of that to me just had to do with me telling Jessica and the other band member, you know, I, I just told you the story of how it relates to my own life. And mm -hmm. I felt like that really needed to be my words. Whereas here it was something that Jessica just really connected to. And that was, you know, as we were messing around with writing it, it was clear that her vocal performance was just perfect for it and really encapsulated the energy and feel for that song. Um, with anything you lose, I think we, equal parts sing that and you know i mean the thing about the vocals in the in the band it's never been about the vocals we we treat the vocals not unlike any other instrument that that would be a part of you know our album and we only want to put it where we think it belongs which i know i've read some reviews of our album they're like more vocals more vocals you know the, um bands have vocals and i don't know what you guys are doing you're teasing us with it but you know we've made the art we wanted to make with that and Mm -hmm. I, I think we've said on this album what we wanted to say. Sure. No doubt. You know, and one of the things that's really interesting, I think, about your guys' sound is, you know, this kind of music seems like, you know, <laughs> like it would be more inspired by artists who live, you know, in and around places that are very dark and cold, you know, like it's sort of a like a change of season type of music, like from autumn to winter. It reminds me, you know, just growing up on the East Coast, it reminds mm -hmm. me of, um, you know, when, when those season changes would happen in November, December sort of vibe and when the, you know it's really 
transitioning into winter. It has just sort of that real dark feel. And obviously, right here in the Bay Area, it doesn't get too cold or too dark yeah. <laughs> compared to most places. So, I mean, how were you guys really able to channel the, the dark and desolate sound sonically that you would typically hear from your band, say, in Northern Europe or, you know, that have sort of that Euro uh, folk type of vibe? Yeah. I, I mean, I I know our climate doesn't necessarily reflect it. Um, in terms of musician musicianship, one of my backgrounds before I was playing in Dokma and before I was playing in the other band, Mountaineer, my background mm -hmm. of all things is actually in black metal. Um, I yeah, was played in a black metal band called Leucosis for many years mm -hmm. um, in my, my young 20s. Um, so I kind of had some familiarity with that dark and not, I don't even want to say familiarity is like, that's how I expressed my art was kind of through melodic minor riffs. And, you know, I had already kind of grown accustomed to that. Mm -hmm. um, I see that other people are picking up the seasonal part with it. And I myself am guilty mm -hmm. of thinking, well, I know this isn't good summertime metal music because I like to listen to happy summertime metal music. And sure. Blues Funeral had it on their minds. You know, it's been recorded for a while. They've had it in their hands for a while. And after mm -hmm. discussion, we thought it might be something people connect most with in a season like this rather than exactly you know, yep june kind of release. exactly um, <laughs> but yeah i i can definitely see how people are are seeing the changes in the cycle through it and because mm -hmm. there is a lot of shifting in energy from start mm -hmm. to finish okay yeah no it definitely like i said it's uh that's the first thing that just came to my mind is just like it sounds like I said more of a it, it's got yeah definitely that sort of you know real like I said transitioning to winter feel but uh like you said you know not not too much of that around but which is what I find really interesting because like I said it's it's hard to channel I think things like that when you're you know you're in a, a real sunny place like California although it gets a little my black metal roots just it's a black metal stuff right yeah. It, yeah. Mm -hmm. okay well I mean well I was gonna I was gonna ask you about that you know like you said you were in a band with Kosis. Mm -hmm. which i mean it definitely has a you know a doom post metal vibe but like you said it's really black metal the bass um mm -hmm. when i was listening to it and i always find it interesting how musicians who play like this style of music that you, that you do with doc Mug, how you choose to get into this kind of sound rather than just playing you know straight up black metal straight up doom metal you know um because it's definitely a style that not every you know hard rock and metal fan kind of can get into you know, they usually like the more mid-upper, you know, uh, pace, uh, tempo, excuse me, um, type of stuff. Um, and if they like it slower, they usually sort of just go towards just the heavy doom and sludge stuff. So what is it about this kind of sound that really attracts you to what you want to do and accomplish, you know, as an artist compared to playing, you know, some of the just more straight up, you know, subgenre type of music like you do in Lycosis? You know, I'm... I am a metalhead, obviously, and you know mm -hmm. I've listened to metal for for years and years of my life now. But I'd have to say the number one artist who has had the most influence on me since I was about fourteen years old was Godspeed You Black Emperor. Okay, and yeah. you know I'm, I'm picking that band as a kind of means to answer your question there, and that's to say I I've never in any band I've ever been in. Mm -hmm. sat down and thought to myself, oh, I want to be in a black metal band or, oh, I want to be in a, you know, doom metal band or a, you know, post metal band. or I, I've just kind of written what I've written, maybe okay. influenced by the things I've listened to. Um, love hate relationship with Smashing Pumpkins, but I definitely learned okay. chords from Billy Corgan when I was young mm -hmm. and those translated into a lot of my playing as I, as I got older. Um, I, 
I've never made a conscientious decision about it, but I know which artists have influenced me. And in, in Dokma in particular, Godspeed, um, Neurosis, and Sub Rosa. Okay. Which are also yeah. all bands, you know, really quintessential in their own genres, but kind of making their, putting their art first before trying to fit into a label or anything like mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, that's kind of what I think all of us in Dokma aspire to do is put the art first and, if people like it, they like it. And it seems like people are liking this one. So I'm, I'm happy for that. And we all are. Sure. Yeah. You know, you just brought up Subrosa, which like I said, that's probably the, I would say the, yep. the best comparison to what you guys sound like, because obviously a lot, a lot of the violin influence as well, oh, um, which I know that they have. Yeah. And, um, you know, and that's something obviously violin, you don't hear that too much in rock or metal music. Although, um, you know, I think you guys compared to them definitely have more of a, like a dark ambiance, though I think. I mean, they have a dark ambiance, but they're a little bit more. I think you know, uh, more have a more a little more traditional doom sound to them as well. Where I think you guys <laughs> definitely have a more ambient sound. Um, so I mean, now musically, you know, on on this record, I mean, compared, like you said, we talked about what you guys wanted to do. You know, what you did previously on on the past stuff. What, what musically were you trying to keep it? You know, in around the same scope as you usually do on this one. Or were there some things you, you wound up exploring with and experimenting on that you didn't do us uh, before? You know what? The, the truth of this album, um, which I don't think I've revealed in any any source yet, and I don't even know that our label totally knows it, <laughs> is that a lot of the material is really, really old. Like, oh, okay. I began writing The Clouds Parted 2000, early 2017. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's not stuff we recently wrote. And we actually wrote almost the entire album before our last release, Ruins Upon Ruins, in 2018. Mm -hmm. um, so for us, it's just songs that have been evolved and, and worked on throughout years. But again, I, you know, I don't think there was any kind of conscientious, like, we're going to write in this direction. We're going to take it here. We're going to do something different than we did before. We're kind of it just what came out mm -hmm. and i i think it also is what came out of our collaboration and our growth together as a band that was one of the main reasons for delaying working on this second full length and wanting to do an ep first is i feel like we needed to keep working into being in a musical relationship with each other okay. um along along the time that we were writing the head which becomes the skull jessica and forrest were pretty new in my life and I was maybe trying to orchestrate everyone's parts a little bit more myself. And mm -hmm. by the time we were working on this album, I completely let all control for their parts go to them. And, okay. you know, we all just, the songs ended up becoming, even if they started with foundational riffs from me, they ended up becoming something that we had all kind of put our spin on. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't yeah. really a discussion. <laughs> okay. Just that happened. That's cool, man. Yeah. Well, no, you and you just talked about, like you said, your last EP. Um, what I loved about that record, or the one song I, that really stuck out to me, was the cover you guys did for uh, oh, yeah. Landslide, Fleetwood yeah. Mac. Um, and it's cool because it reminded me sort of of how, like, I remember, like, you know, how I remember Typo Negative when they covered uh, Summer Breeze, you know, Seals and Croft song. It had it had that just really, you guys just really slowed it down immensely. Yeah, uh, and it really just had a, a very yeah just really unique i mean what i mean just i mean talk about why i guess you guys chose to cover that song and how you approached it because like i said i thought that was really interesting how you guys yeah that. 
Yeah. Well, as I said, at, at that point in our lives, we were already working on the material for unmarked boxes. And okay. in terms of the track landslide, um, it's kind of two answers here. One, it's it's for my mom. I wanted okay. to do it for my mom. Um, landslide is her favorite song, and she has a tattoo of a woman, a woman on an island looking at a landslide. It's, she's an islander, and um, okay. you know, it, it, so it was always kind of part of her life and part of growing up. I just heard that song immensely, but the idea to do a doom metal cover of it came to me in kind of a a dream I had one day about. I don't know. I, I had a dream that I was at my grandfather's funeral and we played some cover of landslide and there was some like earthquake. And I was like, I have to, I woke up at three in the morning that night and I just tried to write what I had heard in my dream. Um, that That's the origin of the song landslide. Oh, very cool. That's awesome, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, you guys did a great job on that. So, I mean, you know, I just said, we talked about it earlier, obviously, like you were saying, you know, right now you guys, I know are just focusing really, you know, on the music, uh, obviously getting this record out into, you know, as many hands as possible, as you said. So, I mean, what is, I guess, the plan now going forward for the band? You guys, are you going to play live locally here in the Bay Area? Or are you going to do maybe small little uh, tours so. that you can? Uh, or Yeah. Yeah, I, I do hope that we we get to play live locally. I've been in talks. So there's no there's no tour plans at the moment. I've, mm -hmm. I've been in talks with um, another artist from the Bay Area who actually we, we knew each other in high school and we're both releasing albums at the same time. Um, Chantel of Illudium. Um, okay. just released a great album on Prophecy Records. And, you know, we've kind of been talking to each other and about collaborating on, you know, a show or something like that. Um, and, and we're part of a sea of, you know, artists working working together. Mountaineer for Forrest and I is, is still playing okay. music and we're releasing a new album at some point in, in February. Okay. Um, so I'll, I'll be around in the, in the Bay Area playing music. Um, but we don't have any, you know, tour plans or anything. I think the most concrete plans for Dockman at this moment in time is to figure out what we're going to do with the rest of the material that that didn't make its way onto unmarked boxes that we've recorded, and we we do intend for a release down the road. Okay, very cool, man. All right, well, awesome. Yeah, so the album is unmarked boxes. The band is Dockman. Isaac, go ahead and just tell uh, the viewers and listeners where they can go to keep up with you guys. Check up. Uh, what you're up to and you know where you think and purchase merch and your records and all that good stuff oh thank you so much for that um you know i'm i'm terrible at the social media side of things but we have a facebook and instagram and we really are appreciative to um blues funeral recordings and also it was a joint release with majestic mountain records mm -hmm. okay. um so please go follow them as well they're really really hard-working people who really do a lot to support music um so you can follow those pages and yeah, keep posted. We'll be we'll be releasing stuff in the future, and, and we'll we'll give updates as they come. Awesome. All right. Once again, the band is Dakma. Unmarked boxes is the new LP. And Isaac, man, thanks so much for coming on Aftershocks, and uh, good luck with the record. And yeah, hope to see you out there playing pretty soon. Thank you so much for having me, Matt. All right, Isaac. Thanks, bud. Uh -huh.